As vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs, we're often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community, and I hope as your host, Stephanie Redcross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. Hello, everyone. I'm excited to come to you today for a special segment that we're doing. This is our opportunity to bring you a few interviews. What we've been hoping to do is bring you some, not only voices, but individuals from our fellow vegan business owners and talk about how we're adjusting, how we're adapting, how we're really kind of finding a way to thrive in this new environment. Many of us have been kind of dealt all different types of cards, and we thought it'd be fun if we did a few interviews, grabbed you for a few minutes out of your day, and kind of talked about what's happening in our world to maybe potentially inspire you, maybe help you if you're feeling a little bit stuck, or to maybe do a little bit of camaraderie as well. So if you're watching us live, no matter if you're on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, or anywhere you're watching this, we love your questions. We are really excited about our guest today from Vegan Med. We have Sashin Sai, and he's going to walk us through not only kind of a little bit of background on him and his expertise that he brings to bear, but what we're gonna dig into in a few minutes is a casual conversation about how he's been flexing, how he's been really adjusting to the current environment. So first, let me say welcome, Sashin. Thank you. Thank Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day for us to talk. Absolutely. So do you want to give everyone maybe a little bit of background on your expertise? We were talking before the call about your background in this field, but maybe give our audience a little bit of that sense first. Yeah, so thank you. Um, Like Stephanie said, Sachin Shah here from Vegan Med, and I'm the CEO of the company. And I am actually a pharmacist by background. So this entire journey started for us when I had family members just asking me or patients asking me, hey, um, can you find me a medicine that does not have any animal ingredients in there? And what would happen is I would spend hours and hours trying to figure that out. And we realized very quickly that we needed to solve this problem. And that's how Vegan Med started. So from my background, I am a pharmacist at heart but I'm also a scientist at heart. I've been in academia um, at University of the Pacific for about 13 years um, doing research. So I've had the the pleasure of doing meaningful scientific research uh, that has contributed in the areas of medicine as well. Um, But right now our core passion is trying to solve this simple problem, uh, trying to make it mainstream as as your company is, uh, where people don't have to compromise. People don't have to compromise uh, when it comes to medications and their beliefs they can find medications that don't have animal ingredients in them. Um, One of the first cases that I got was uh, for a prescription medicine called Zoloft, which is used for depression. You know, something that can affect a lot of people in this arena or age of COVID-19. And it took me eight hours to find this patient one product that they could take that met their lifestyle. So to us, it's a meaningful problem. And again, uh, thank you for having us on here so we can talk about it. I love your story because it's such a practical application. It's such, it's something that many of us, you know, can struggle with. So the idea that you're not only finding solutions for individuals, but you've started a whole company around it. You've taken not only the idea that there's the need, 
But I also love talking about businesses like yours because, you know, it's a business from your expertise. I think a lot of times when we think of vegan businesses, sometimes we get in the box too much. And I love when we're able to talk about businesses that are kind of have that more diverse feel and also realize that as we build and bring veganism to the mainstream, we need businesses in all different types of sectors. We need these solutions everywhere. And I think sometimes people don't initially think about their medicine, the sourcing of it. They're not realizing that there are those animal products in their medicine. And therefore, I think this opportunity to really have a business like yourself is just great. Can you walk us through before we dig into how you're adjusting to the current environment? If someone needed help, they needed assistance, how would they get in touch with you? What's the best way to move forward? If they're realizing while they're watching this, like, oh my goodness, I didn't think about what I'm taking. How or what should they do as their next step? Well, um, there's a few things that we do uh, and I'm going to talk about them in 15 seconds. But to answer your question up front, is our webpage is veganmed.org um, and our email is info at veganmed.org and we are very open to people just reaching out to us directly um, and asking about any questions they may have and we're, we're here to, we're here to help we have a team of pharmacists um, and other advisors who can help uh, you know navigate that so how does the business now as a whole solve this problem right making this solving this problem and making it mainstream so we have several products. One is for the manufacturer. In this day and age, everybody is trying to distinguish their product. You know, there's about 80 alternatives to a medicine available for every product that exists out there. And the consumer has to decide, which one do I go with? And this is on average. So what we have is a unique certification program, uh, which is called uh, Animal Free. And we're calling it Animal Free and, and not vegan necessarily, because in the pharmaceutical and the dietary supplement um, and the cosmetic world, sometimes the FDA mandates testing for a product to come into market. So it's hard to bypass that for a medicine. So animal free is the, is the most appropriate terminology in that sense, because one could argue that nothing is vegan because it's hard to take away the animal testing piece of it. And that is why the American Medical Association has passed um, a policy last year that encourages manufacturers to label their products if they have any animal-derived ingredients. Wow. So I'm going to stop you there. I didn't realize that. You, that was just something that happened last year, you said? Yes. If you go to the American Medical Association Policy Finder webpage, um, mm -hmm. it, it is right there. Um, and we have a blog on it on our, on our webpage, too. So okay. the American Medical Association is encouraging this transparency of animal ingredients in medicines, which is huge. So we have our proprietary um, certification program, which also incorporates lab testing. So, you know, the best that we can do to make sure that consumers are confident in the choice that they're making. So we have our logo. So the ultimate goal is you pick up a bottle and you see this logo on there, which says, you know, animal free. And, and, and you're, you're, you're feeling mentally secure that somebody has done the homework. The second thing is on our webpage. We have a marketplace where people can go and they can just shop for over-the-counter products um, and it will take you directly to an Amazon page and you can be sure that if you're going through our portal, um, you know, your product is animal free. It's animal free. And the third, which is very unique, is for prescription products. And this is live right now that if somebody is in California and they want to get a product made like a cholesterol medication, um, we can work with our compounding pharmacist and the doctor 
to get a product custom made, it doesn't have any animal ingredients in there. This is for a prescription product. So I think we're very excited about that. And I think that's unique. And, and all of these solutions are live right now. That's great. And it's amazing because that's a very unique type of offering. That's something different. I don't think I've heard or seen before. Now, somebody does want to get kind of that custom formulization. Is there a full process they walk through? Does that, I don't want to get too deep, but you know, is that a process a person has to go through? Is it a lot of steps or is it something you guys learned to streamline over the years? Yeah. So it's a typical step that a patient or a person would go through to get it made which is they tell their doctor that they want this particular, uh, you know, or the doctor tells them that they want this particular product. Uh, and the doctor, would, what would they do normally? They would call it into a pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Now the patient, all they tell the doctor is, hey, can you talk to Vegan Med? And we will tell the doctor which pharmacy to call it into. And we have worked with this pharmacy and vetted out the ingredients to make sure that it does not have animal ingredients. Perfect. So I think that may give some people some confidence because they're probably wondering how it works. And with that interaction that you're having with the doctors um, really is a great kind of flow. And like you said, it's something we're similar to where it would go to a pharmacist. Now it's going over to vegan. Medicine. Right. And, and the nice part about it is it's it's free. You know, right now uh, we're trying to help the person out and it and it's free. And all we're doing is connecting the doctor, the patient and the pharmacy. Perfect. Perfect. All right. So now I think people have a good idea of who you are, what you're doing and how it can help and how you're helping the world. Let's talk about this current environment. How has this environment kind of impact your business and what are the, some of the things that you're doing differently? You know, that's a loaded question and (laughs) I'll start with a simple answer. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things that I or we are doing differently because I presume others are faced with this challenge is how do you cut your hair in this environment? <laughs> uh, and to be honest, I did something different for the first time in my life, which is I cut my own hair and I don't know how to style it. So I just cut it off myself with a standard buzzer, right? But it's a risk reward thing. Yep. So for the first time, I adjusted to the times, learned a new skill. And I believe that many people who are in this environment are, are doing that. Yes. I think we all have to embrace that rather than fight it. Yeah, I think that's a really good point is that we really have to flex into this change and start to see it like you were saying, as we're developing new skills, we're getting exposed to things maybe we haven't done in a while or maybe even something that we used to do, but we've gotten away from. And I think this is a really good time to kind of reconnect and then also try a few things. Because right. um, I think that haircut's looking pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, you can't see the back, and I'm glad you can't. Uh, on, on, on the company side, though, um, you know, it's, it's a similar strategy. Um, we are, are early enough that we can afford to um, limit our costs and not be majorly impacted. So what do we do? We're actually sharpening our skill set. Um, as a scientist, I know that um, research begins in the library. Mm-hmm. So we are actually spending a lot of time in understanding um, the data that already exists out there, self-educating ourselves and f- identifying gaps. And I think that this is a great time where a, co- a lot of companies are doing skill development in their people. I even heard a story where one company asked all their employees to set up LinkedIn accounts and you know uh, the right professional accounts so that they can get more visibility out there. So now, like for some companies, not everybody is bleeding and we don't have to. For some companies, it's strategic patience. 
you know, lining up all your cards so that when, when the environment is right, you can go ahead and seize the opportunity. So Absolutely. Yeah. In, in that space. Sorry, go yeah. ahead. No, I think that's great because that's one of the things that we've been talking about. I even have an email I'm going to be writing um, that's going to be coming out in a week or so that's going to talk about how this time is such a great time to prepare our businesses. It's a great time to fix some of the things that we never had time to do. It's such a great time to build some of those skills um, that we just have always said, oh, I'll do that later. Oh, I just don't have enough time because this project in our business, this item in our life, this situation is on fire in a sense. And we've always kind of gone towards the flame. And I think this is such a wonderful time if we are you know, safe at home, if you're safe, you're not infected by the virus and so forth, this might be a time to just carve out a piece of time, um, even while everyone's doing homeschooling, even while everyone's you know, juggling and adjusting to ordering their groceries online and so forth, but sitting down and saying, what are some of those things I can do to prepare my business for the future? What are some of those things that I've always wanted to do in my business? Like I love what you're saying about research, that's something that for many of us, just we don't have time. We just don't have time to dig in, to read. We're just living in this kind of fast paced world. So I'm really happy to hear that you're taking this time to, to do that. Yeah, talking about research and, and fast paced world and, and just slowing down, you know, um, you were asking about the, the virus. You know, we all recognize that the virus is so small, it's about 0.12 microns in, in size. But what is even smaller is our own mind. And this is the time where we got to slow our mind down, you know, be comfortable with just strategic thinking and alignment. Um, and, you know, we are all focusing on this virus um, that's so small, but it's also important to focus on something that's even more subtle, which is our mind and how we manage our mind during this time um, is going to unleash a lot of potential. Absolutely. And, and not just the potential in our businesses, but the potential to help people. I think if we slow our minds down and we have that time to think, we might come up with a better solution, a more streamlined solution. We might come out, and I don't know if you feel the same way. It looks like you're nodding your head, but you know, a lot of times I think we get so busy that we're not able to make our customer service better in our business, you know, make our website easier for customers. And there's so many things that we can do so that we become better you know, kind of advocates and ambassadors and so forth for our business and our brands and ultimately for our customers and our communities. Yeah. Something uh, something that I had mentioned on my LinkedIn page uh, prior to me knowing that we're doing this interview was that um, during this is a time when kindness will win. You know, companies should not necessarily focus on selling, 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 but just be a good steward of society and other people will recognize you for it, saying, when I was down, you were there for me. And in the future, they will want to just work with you for that reason. Yeah. Um, and even if they don't, that's okay. Um, you know, I just think that kindness always wins. Um, and for that reason, what we're doing is I know that some businesses are genuinely struggling and we're offering free certifications, um, you know, to some people that need it because they want to differentiate their product from others. So we're doing that, you know. Um, and yeah, we may lose a few bucks here and there for it, but that's okay. Yeah. And I love that, that you're offering the free certifications. I think that's really important because businesses are struggling. And I think 
one thing that we're seeing is a lot of our vegan businesses are not only taking the time, like we said, to slow down our minds, but also see how we can help each other. What can we offer to each other in our own kind of expertise world to be able to support each other? So I'm really happy to hear about that from a certification standpoint. And also for anybody who's watching this, whether you're watching it live, whether you're watching recorded, please make sure you reach out um, to Sishin and also to Vegan Med to find out what they can do, how you can kind of um, leverage their services. And then the last thing I always love to talk about is collaboration. I think sometimes when we're in these spaces or in this kind of time, and especially as we move forward, this may be a good time for us to start thinking about collaboration, thinking about who and how can we work together as a vegan business community to support each other. I don't know if you have any thoughts on collaboration opportunities. I don't know if you've been working on collaboration opportunities. I want to throw that one as a, a fastball at you really quick. Well, I'll, I'll use I'll use a cliche term that they say there's no I in a team. And, and we've all heard that before. But I think that's very true. Um, I think it is almost impossible for, for somebody to win if they think that they're gonna do it without collaboration. Um, so yeah, no, you know, I'm all for it. I think that people need to hold hands together. Um, and, you know, as, as the wave rises, um, all the ships will move up at the same time. Perfect, perfect. Well, I'm so glad we had a chance to chit chat. I know this is a short one, so maybe we'll do some more together. Maybe you and I will collaborate a little bit in the future so I can use my own words. Um, but I'm really excited we had a chance to chat. I'm really excited that we had a chance to talk about what you're doing and give kind of our audience some perspective on, you know, making sure that we're slowing down our minds and kind of paying attention. Are there any final words or advice that you want to give to our audience as we're kind of wrapping up this interview? Um, final words are more like thank you. So thank you for everybody uh, for having a vegan business because I believe that that's the mainstream of your audience. So for those that are making a commitment to make uh, veganism or a kinder world um, a mainstream, you know that's that's the direction that we should be going in. I want to thank everybody for for doing that. I want to thank you for having having this platform so that we can pass on the message. And last but not least. Um, this is not just for a certain uh, population um, in terms of veganism. It actually applies to everybody that is animal loving, has pets. So the problem is bigger. I think at the end of the day, all human beings are kind. They want to be kind. And when you give them the option, they will make that choice. Absolutely. Oh, I couldn't have said it any better, but absolutely. I 100% agree with you. They need the options so they can make the right choice. So thank you. Thank you again. We will make sure we post the link to your website in the actual post here so everyone can go over and take a look at your business and see if not only is there an opportunity for them personally, but if there's an opportunity from a collaboration standpoint, we can also ho hopefully facilitate that as well. So thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you, everyone for joining us for today's segment. I hope you enjoyed it. Let us know in the comments. We can't wait to hear what you guys think of these new segments. And I'm really excited that we had such an amazing guest for our first one here in the series. So thanks everyone. Goodbye. Thank you.